Welcome to the Mission North Shore podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry here at the Mission, visit us online at www.themissionnorthshore.org. Thanks for listening. God bless. Today I'm talking about faith. And uh, the other day at our morning prayer meeting, I brought up to my buddy Tom, and uh, that that's what I was talking about. And you asked me what, what I was talking about. I said I was talking. He said, well, what are you talking about? And I said, faith. And uh, he had to be revived. He was <laughs> laughing so hard. And uh, after going home and kind of questioning why I was talking about faith, that I came to the conclusion that I was probably a good person to talk about faith because I'm not a man of great faith. And uh, as some of you know, it's a challenge for me. And one thing that I do know, we're, we were talking about spiritual gifts. And one of the gifts is the gift of faith. I don't have it. Okay, and whatever the opposite, I'm not even sure that I have average faith. But, as you know, we went on that trip to uh, the Philippines and I had, you know, had a burst of faith one morning over here when Tripp was bringing it up. And I thought, hmm, uh, I, I think I would like to go on that trip. I volunteered for it and as a standard to my life, Shortly after, I began to have second thoughts. Um, but I was in and I couldn't get out. And other people encouraged me and I ended up going. And true to form, as always, that even my lack of faith got me there and got me through. And the Lord blessed amazingly and I was really very glad that I went. Even though there was a time that I was questioning. And uh, that kind of brought up the message here today. Because I know that not everybody has the gift of faith. And maybe there's other people that kind of struggle through faith decisions as I do. Okay, but I hope to uh, encourage each person here that even if you have a incomplete faith, or a faith that is, has a tendency to be lacking. That the Lord can still use us in mighty ways. And uh, hopefully that because of that, and I've seen many times that my faith, as it says in the Word, that if we are faithless, He remains faithful. Faith. It's not the quantity that's important. In one of my commentaries, it said, it's the quality. It's what, you, what your faith is fastened to. What is the focus of your faith? And faith is, my definition, is believing God at His Word. Faith is believing God at His Word. Literally, that word means assurance or trust, reliance. Conviction, respecting God and His Word. 
faith. And it's something that's throughout the Bible, something that we talk about all the time. And faith, uh, the title I chose today was Faith Moves. And faith does move us, and it's supposed to move us. We're going to be looking in James, and it says there that faith without works is dead. So faith is going to move us to have some action, that we're going to have some sort of movement, however awkward or however difficult that's going to be. There are three components to faith moving. One is God. Right, and there's in consideration to this subject that I was thinking that there's a lot of talk about faith. Sometimes their people have faith in other people, or they have faith in a system, or they have faith, you know, faith in faith. And that's what I'm that's not what I'm talking about this morning. That our faith is based on who he is, our faith is based on his power. Our faith is based on His faithfulness. We can have faith because God is faithful. Another component is us. Our faith that the Lord requires of us. Our faith is tested and our faith is proven by our actions and decisions. And the last thing is whatever the situation is that calls for faith. And out of these three, there's only one thing that's stable. And what is that? God. We're not because we have good days and bad days and we have a day that we're full of faith and another day that we might be full of doubt. And the situations aren't stable That we sometimes, you know that, that we don't know what a day holds. And situations and circumstances comes our way. But that's why we need faith. If everything is set, if everything is sure, then there's no need for faith. James chapter 2, verses 17 to 18, he says, Even so, faith if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Real faith is going to move us to do something. Real faith. It has been said that faith without works does not work. The Bible talks so much about faith. Faith, he says in James, if it has no works, is dead. Dead faith. Literally immovable. Lifeless. Deceased. Departed. Alone. What good is our faith if we have no action? If there's no movement? There's no outcome. There's no results. John Calvin said, Faith alone saves, but the faith that saves is not alone. 
that our faith is supposed to move us towards doing God's will. The work that he talks here in James, and that's kind of why I didn't pick in my title that faith works. Because works in the Bible, it says that we are saved by what? By grace through faith, not of works. But faith comes first, and faith moves us to do what God has for us. Those are the works that come after. This work is not what we think we should do. It's not something that we, okay, everybody, get busy for God. Find something that the boss is coming, so look, kind of look big, grab a broom, start sweeping. Okay, so it isn't busy work. That the works that he's talking about is what he has already commanded us to do. What the Holy Spirit leads us to do. Moving out in our spiritual gifts, we've been spending some time in spiritual gifts. So faith is going to move us to step out and start taking some action in the area of our spiritual gifts. So the work that he has is not busy work, it's his work. What he wants us to do, what he has for us. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. In the New King James, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the New Living Translation, it says, Faith is confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So real faith is assurance. Real faith is conviction. Real faith is confidence because of who God is. And real faith is going to create in us substance and evidence. There's going to be evidence in our lives that we have faith. In the Bible, there's a lot of examples, and I considered going through some of the ones. I actually have one of the ones in Hebrews chapter 11, which is the chapter completely devoted to faith and people of faith. But some of my favorite ones, and uh, if you notice, and I'll kind of explain after that, all of these have to do with maybe a little more difficult faith. The first one is in 1 Samuel 14, 6. And this is a story of Jonathan, Saul's son. And what's happening is there's going to be a battle. There's going to be a war. The Philistines are going to fight with Israel. Except that Saul and all of Israel are kind of got it parked. And there's no movement. Everybody's sitting there waiting. And it looks like Jonathan is getting a little edgy. And in verse 6, it says, Then Jonathan said to the young man carrying his armor, Come, let us cross over to the garrison of these uncircumcised Philistines. Perhaps the Lord will work for us, for the Lord is not restrained to save by many or few. A great scripture. 
But the thing that stands out to me is the perhaps. And in another version it says, he's telling his armor bearer, it may be. And maybe going to battle doesn't work for me. But in a sense, that's what I like about it, and that's what faith is all about, that there is a maybe. There's an uncertain circumstance here. An uncertain circumstance is called for faith. There's no clear direction if you read that story. But still, you have to make a move. And that's something that speaks to my heart. Is that Jonathan, what did he do? They went without a clear direction. They didn't go, well, Lord, we're not moving until we get a yes or a no. And I think that that story is there specifically for that, that they moved out in faith. And we'll see in each one of these things, even though there was some sort of difficulty or challenge, that what happened at the end, that the Lord came through. In fact, in this situation, they went... They whipped a bunch of Philistine guys. And what happened from that, it started this whole movement where the whole um, God started moving, working the other Philistine guys, and the whole Israel army got motivated and they got off their, you know, okoles and got in the battle too. Right? The second one that I want to talk about is in Mark chapter 2. Verses 3 to 5. And this is a story of the paralytic and his four friends. And Jesus went to this house. And he was, hey, it says that he was teaching the people, but the house was full of people there. And here in verse 3, it says, And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men, being unable to get him because get to him, get to Jesus, because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said, Sons, your sins are forgiven. And a little later in that story, he ends up healing this guy. Okay, I love this story. And I get, I'm guessing right now that all these stories are what I'm, I feel like I'm not. But are what I aspire to. And I hope that these things resonate to each one of you. So these guys show up at this house. They probably heard the word that Jesus was healing people. Their friend is a paralytic. They're four guys and the one paralytic. And they show up to this house. And what is it? There's no way to get to Jesus. So they decide to go up on the roof. Now that's not their house. Okay? They go up on the roof and they dig a hole in the guy's roof so that they can lower this guy down right in front of Jesus and Jesus is going to heal him. Now when I read this story, there is no way that I would do that. Never in a million years. And I decided that it was from my Catholic upbringing because you followed the rules. You did not get out of line. 
you know, on and on and on. I would never, I would have to, we didn't get permission to break the guy's roof. You know, I'd be turning the whole crew. I'm like, there ain't no room. Must be the Lord's will. I guess you just stay there. You know, we'll catch them on another day. And I'm reading this story and I'm going, you know, when I look at it, I go, man, you know what? I would never do that. But these guys were true friends to that guy. And they had one goal. Right? And I'm not saying it's okay necessarily what they did. I'm not saying that we go over to somebody's house and start busting up their house in the name of the Lord. But you know what? They got what they came for. And Jesus says here that it says in these, these scriptures that Jesus seeing their faith. What did their faith look like? That even though there was an obstacle, there was all these people, that there was no way that they could get in, they found a way. And one of those guys said, look, I got an idea. And they didn't care anything about breaking the guy's house. They dug a hole in his roof and lowered that guy, you can imagine, right? And all the good Christians that we are, I probably would have went, I'm not going to disrupt the Bible. Jesus is teaching, and we're going to go bust through this guy. We're going we're gonna to get in trouble for sure. I know it. But that's what I love about this story, is that these guys had faith. They had faith that could be seen, and Jesus saw it. And no obstacle, it didn't matter. No obstacle was too big for them. Do we have faith that can be seen? I want to have that kind of faith that can be seen. Another little point here that I want to make about faith with this um, section here, and I put here, I'm calling it group faith. Because Jesus, the guy, the paralytic guy, probably had some faith. But it was a group of them. There was five of them. And whose idea it was to break through the roof and lower the guy down? I don't know. But Jesus saw their faith. And I know that what happens is that we can benefit sometimes from other people's faith. And that's one thing that I can do is recognize somebody with great faith. And I usually hitch my wagon to theirs. And it helps me. That works. So group faith works. Do we have someone in our lives that if they're telling us, like Scott Bridgman told me about going to the Philippines, I partially went because he told me that I was going with him. And it worked. Okay? It worked. It worked for me. So we can help and encourage each other in our faith. The third story I want to read here is in Mark chapter 9. Verses 21 to 24. And this is a kind of a long story there. I'll just tell you that, that this father whose son was mute. And he brought the son to the disciples to heal him. And they couldn't do it. Then they brought it to him, to Jesus, this whole situation to Jesus. Okay? And uh, Jesus here, that's what we're starting in the story in verse 21. 
It says, and he, Jesus, asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. It has often thrown him both into the fire and the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus said, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and said, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And there's probably a prayer that is more dear to my heart in the whole Bible is this one right here. Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And I see here in the scripture that there's belief and some unbelief mixed together. But if you know the end of this story, what happens? Jesus heals the boy. And sometimes, maybe for some of us, maybe for most of us, that man, this is as good as we can muster up. Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief. And I prayed for many a people in many situations. And man, if I could have more faith, I would. And sometimes I say, Lord, man, I I want more faith. I want to believe for the healing. I want to believe for that situation. But man, I don't know how to have more faith than I have presently. But in this situation, I think that it's an encouragement is that incomplete faith still moves. Incomplete faith still moves. Use how much you have. Whatever it is, maybe that kind of goes along with the other message I gave two weeks ago, my other uh, Philippine trip message about giving God what little bit we have and God brings the increase. And I've noticed that, that you know what, all you need, all the Lord is asking you to do is to take that step, whatever step that you can take. And the Lord is going to meet you there. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't exercise it, it won't get stronger. And sometimes you just got to place yourself in that situation. The last one is in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. And it's a story of Abraham, a little part of that story. And the scripture says, By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. That sounds kind of funny, right? He's going out in faith, but he don't know where he's going. He didn't know the end result. But that's what faith is all about. And I want to break down the scripture, and I think that this is a good group of steps for us to consider. In our walk of faith. And it says here about Abraham when he was called. Do we hear God calling us? And when I sat there on that one Sunday morning and Tripp was announcing that, I felt like the Lord was calling me to go on that trip. Later on, when I was probably listening to my own self and when I thought through all the little details, I decided that uh, maybe the trip wasn't for me. 
And I know maybe for some of us, maybe you hear the Lord's call, but when you get to thinking about it, then you begin to waver. But Abraham heard the call of God, and hopefully we will also. Hopefully we're open to God calling us. And maybe it's a scary thing to go, and that's something that we can do today, to go, okay, Lord, I'm willing for you to call me. And I'm not just talking about missions. Whatever step of faith that the Lord is calling us to. The second thing it says here about Abraham, he obeyed by going out. Now it's not one of those situations where he says that he obeyed, but he didn't do anything. Right? Obedience calls for action. That you got to do something. You got to make a move. Abraham moved out in obedience. And we must also. And it says here that Abraham went to a place he was to receive for an inheritance. So the Lord had a place. The Lord had a plan. And that inheritance that he's talking about here had to do with a location. But it also had to do with a nation. And from that nation, the Lord was going to bless the whole world. So it was a big vision that was wrapped up in that call. And just for instance, that trip going to the Philippines, I can tell you now that it came to where there was a time that I didn't want to go. But now that I went and had done that and experienced that and see the Lord work in amazing ways and the way that the Lord used us, Do you think that I was glad now that I went? Yeah, for sure. But when I came home, I thought, man, I came close to missing out. I could have made some reason why I couldn't go. I could have stayed home. But I would have missed out on a blessing that the Lord had for me. I would have missed out on what work or movement or growth that happened in my life from stepping out in faith. And same way that it is with each one of us. And it says here about Abraham that he went out. He moved forward in spite of not knowing where he was going to end up. Right? And I guess at a time like that, you just need to take the next step that the Lord tells you to take. That's all. When I got on that plane, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know anything. What I, was gonna, I didn't know if I could handle it. But there's only one way to know, and what is that? To go. There's only one way to know. And all of my fears and anxieties and worries and all of that, none of that happened. None of that happened. It was amazing. The last thing it says here, that he went out not knowing where he was going. Destination unknown. And I was part of it, and that's what faith is. Sometimes the Lord doesn't give you the whole picture. He doesn't give you the end. He just gives you, this is what I want you to do. Take this step of faith. And he's going to meet us there. 
as with Abraham and with us, that we will fully know once we get there. I know now. Because I went and I did it. And however incomplete my faith was, that the Lord was faithful and the Lord met us there. In conclusion, again, I hope, you know, I was wanting this to be kind of an encouragement for each one of us. Now, however, wherever you're at with your faith, maybe you got the gift of faith. Maybe that stuff comes easy, that you can believe God. And there's a few, God, a few guys here. I know that, uh, I, and we've heard some of the stories, Teva's stories about his adventures Pretty amazing stories. But I'm kind of realizing that, look, that's not all of our gift. And some people, maybe we got all different degrees of faith. But I know that the Lord can can use each one of them. If we listen to Him, if we do as we learned there in Hebrews 11, if we hear the call, if we obey and we move out just the step that the Lord tells us. Maybe He's not going to give us all the information. But true to His character, that He's always going to come through and He always has. Faith is a decision. Faith is a choice that we make. However small, however awkward, Maybe it's one of those things, well, I can't get out of it. I'm just going to go. And that was it. That was my decision. And you know what? The Lord blessed nonetheless. And it helped my faith to grow as I went. Have you heard the Lord call you to anything lately? Maybe one of these things. And I can think of a whole bunch of stuff. I wrote a whole bunch here that uh, um, possibly, you know, and I'm not saying this is the complete list. But the Lord talks to each one of us. And as we're sitting here, maybe on a Sunday morning, or maybe an opportunity comes up during the week, that we make a decision whether we're going to take that step of faith. And it might be going on a mission trip. Right? But as we're doing the Um, home groups coming up. It might be, and I have talked to people in the past home groups, your step of faith might be to sign up to be a host. And I know some of them, usually when they call, they're a little tentative because they don't know who's coming over. They don't know how many people, you know. Maybe that's your step of faith. Maybe you feel the Lord, you know, prompting your heart. Or for some people, I know that just signing up to be a part of the home groups is their step of faith. Or it might be signing up for Sunday school. We had the uh, um, worship night on Friday night in here. And it was phenomenal. It was amazing. And a huge blessing. But you know what? Maybe for somebody, that's a step of faith. To go to something outside of just a Sunday morning. 
but it might be something that the Lord calls us to do. And I'll tell you what happened to me the other day. I was talking to somebody, a lady that works over here at the school, and uh, we were talking about this, uh, um, like a trouble that she's been having physically. And I felt like the Lord prompting me to pray for her. But I didn't. Okay? And, of course, I'm giving this message. I know I'm giving this message. I studied up for this message already. So, um, here's a good example of me not stepping out in faith. But I walked away going, man, maybe that healing would have come if I had stepped out in faith and go, you know what, let me pray for you right now. But a lesson learned on my part. So it might be that in your daily going around and something comes up, praying for someone and going, you know what, let me pray for you right now. That might be your step of faith. Whatever it might be, there's all kinds of opportunity. Signing up for the 24-7 prayer thing. Going to one of the prayer meetings. Any one of these things might be a step of faith. Grabbing one of those things behind there and reading through the Bible in a year. All kinds of ways. So as the Lord prompts on our heart as He brings it there. And maybe there's something that the Lord has already told you and you weren't obedient. I'm probably going to have another opportunity to pray for that lady. And I want to be obedient the next time. If it comes up. But if there's something pending that the Lord had told you already, maybe you haven't stepped out. This is a good time to make the commitment, to make that decision. Okay, Lord, I'm going to finish off what you told me. Or whatever is going to happen, whatever the Lord is laying on your heart now. Or whatever the Lord is going to lay on your heart. What person or what situation or what ministry, what gift. Any of those things. That we can make that commitment and that choice. To take that step of faith. To make a move. Even though you might not know what the end result is going to be. Okay? Why don't we pray? Lord, we do thank you for... Your patience and Your grace with us. Lord, I know in my life, Lord, same thing that I desire in the life of this church, Lord, that we would have a faith that is seen. Lord, that we would have a faith that moves to Your leading and Your guiding. Lord, I pray for each person here, if there's anyone here that might have Something that's pending. Something that you told them to do. Lord, and they haven't been obedient yet. I do pray that you again would prompt their hearts. Lord, if there's something that you're going to be saying to any one of us. Lord, I do pray that you would help our hearts to be in tune with you. And what you want, Lord, that our faith would grow in you. Lord, we would have a faith that can be seen. And that can be seen in our community and in our world. 
And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.